Welcome to the Glojo Podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and every week I'll be sharing thought-provoking, soul-soothing, and inspiring conversations from personal stories to insider tips and tricks. At the Glojo, you can always find what you need when you need it most. This is permission. Permission to be you, permission to be messy, permission to feel all the feels. So what do you say? Let's do this together. I'll see you in the Glojo. Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the Glojo podcast. This week, we are talking about FOMO. That's right. The fear of missing out. Put your hand up or give me a head nod if you have ever experienced this. I will do both at the same time because this is something I've experienced a lot of throughout my life and I have worked on it over the years to really get aligned and make decisions that are true for me and realize when I shouldn't, like when it's actually not aligned for me to be at something, even though it looks fun. But recently I was hit with one of the biggest cases of FOMO that I have had in a very long time. And so I want to share that experience with you today and share how I've learned to squash FOMO and yeah, nip it in the butt so that I can continue living my life and not feel like crap. I think it's safe to say that we have all experienced FOMO at one time in our life, especially if you are on social media, it is almost impossible to avoid the fear of missing out. We are constantly connected in this day and age, whether it's group threads or Instagram or Facebook or now TikTok and all all the different things. We are bombarded by the coolest, the most shiny, fun, incredible experiences that everybody is doing in their life and that they are choosing to showcase. Let's just remember that people choose what they share on social media. And oftentimes they share the highlights. They share the best of the best. You're not seeing the deep, dark days and the emotions and when things aren't going wrong. So let's just remember that life is not perfect. Even though life looks perfect on social media, it is not perfect. All right. So now I'm going to share the bout of FOMO that I had and yeah, share more details about FOMO. I have some research to share with you and why this is truly a thing. It is real. This is not something fabricated that has been made up. And then I'm going to share a simple six step process that you can do to help yourself move through this so that you eventually, like ideally we don't, we don't feel FOMO. But the reality is, is that we cannot do everything all at once. We cannot be everywhere all at once. And I'm a true believer that we go through different seasons and phases of our life. And so shout out to my cousin for helping me remember the season that I'm in right now. um, When I was talking to her about this recent FOMO experience that I had, I woke up the one morning, I was already not feeling good. And on autopilot, I picked up my phone, I went to Instagram. And sure enough, boom, that's where I was hit with it. I have gone to this incredible event with the most amazing people from all over the world in Croatia. I went there two years in a row, mind-blowing business event and experience. And it was just, it was amazing. I have raved about it. I've had incredible 
memories, lots of laughs. I've made some great connections from there. And then over the last couple of years, events have slowed down. Now events are back. They are back and everybody is excited, rightfully so, and sharing about it. So when I went on my Instagram that morning, I, I, I started scrolling and I just saw people that I, I'm like, oh, there's my friends. There's people that I haven't seen in three years because we live on different continents and oh, I miss that person and that person's there and that person went, oh my God, why did I decide not to go? And I started to spiral. I felt left out. I felt like I was missing out on all of the fun, on all of this knowledge and information. I felt like I was missing out on this incredible experience, especially because I know how incredible it is. Um, potential business opportunities. I was invited to go and I could have gone, but I made the decision not to. And then I started to beat myself up for the decision that I made. And I'm like, oh, well, your business isn't as doing as well as it could be. And you're, you've lost focus or you're off track. And all of these things started bubbling up to the surface and it left me feeling really, really bad about myself. And I'm like, wait, this isn't how I want to feel. And are these stories that I'm saying even true? Now, I I released an episode recently on the stories we tell ourselves and how these stories that we tell ourselves can either serve us or hinder us. And so I'll make sure to link to that episode in the show notes. It's a quick episode for you to listen to. And I know there's quite a few people who enjoyed that one. So I hope you enjoy it as well. But I had to catch myself and be like, wait a minute, you are telling yourself stories right now. You let this one little thing spiral you out of control. And it went from missing out on things to all of a sudden, I'm not good enough. I'm not successful enough. You know, will people even remember me because I haven't been anywhere in three years? And will I even know how to be social if I do go to a big event again? Because my life has changed so much. So as you can see, it was not a productive cycle. No bueno. It was not very good. And that's why I was like, yeah, it is time to stop this. Here is why FOMO is truly scientifically a thing. According to simplypsychology.org, researchers studied SDT, self-determination theory. That's right. Self-determination theory states that humans need three things to strive for. They are competency, autonomy, and relatedness. Guess where FOMO falls into the picture? Relatedness. What they found is that FOMO is a negative emotional state that arises from unmet social relatedness needs. And so here's how I interpret this research combined with my personal experiences of FOMO. No shocker here. I believe that yes, socializing is important. It is important for us to surround ourselves with like-minded people and to be around people and to have shared experiences individually, as well as with others in small groups or large groups, it's important for us to go to events and have hobbies and socialize. We are social beings and we are not meant to live in isolation. But here is the caveat. It is our responsibility as self-led humans and self-led adults to surround ourselves with people who are aligned with us, who have similar hobbies, who 
light us up and make us feel good. We don't need to hang out with people who are exactly the same. I actually think it's really important that we have a lot of diverse people and perspectives in our life for so many reasons, but it's really important that we pay attention to how the people in our life make us feel and how the things that we're doing in our life make us feel. You know, if you're constantly going to a social event that drains you and makes you feel depleted and less than and question your self-worth and all of these other things, that's probably not the event for you to go to. It's also important to have balance. Balance is something I continually strive for, as I say on day six of a cleanse. I don't know if this is balance. Maybe it's balance in some way, Um, but balance is important. And so How can we achieve balance? Well, I think one of the things we can do is to stop saying yes to everything. Stop saying yes to everyone and their dog. You don't need to do everything. Now, if you are a people pleaser or a recovering people pleaser like myself, this one can be hard for you. And this is where you want to be there. You want to support people. You don't want to let someone down if they're having a party or if they've invited you to do something. I used to say yes to so many things that I truly did not want to go to or I wanted to go, but it was for the absolute wrong reasons. It was because I thought I should go or that I needed to go or that I would let people down versus actually looking at, am I excited to go? Is this something that I would enjoy? Does this align with me? Does this fit into my schedule? I say no so much more now. And I know I've had a few friends say to me, like, we always have to plan a couple weeks in advance, like one or two weeks in advance to hang out. And that's true because I leave a lot more space in my schedule now, because I know if I say yes to everything that I'm invited to do, I'm going to end up burnt out and run down. And I'm not going to be able to show up as my best self anywhere. And here's the other thing, and this is what's so ironic about FOMO. There were so many times back in my full-on yes days where I would go to these events or I would do the thing that I just had to do and I didn't want to miss out on, and I would be so bored. I would be bored. I wouldn't enjoy the conversations. I would be exhausted and not present um, because I had said yes to too many things and I really shouldn't have been there. And so I went to this thing that I really felt like it was the most important thing for me to go to. And once I got there, I actually didn't even enjoy myself and I wasn't showing up as my best self either. Here's another interesting thing about FOMO. If you think about the time that you spend wasting and thinking about, oh my gosh, I could be doing this. I could be doing that. Why aren't I there? Like I was doing with this event. I was actually robbing myself of the present. I wasn't even able to experience and live my life in the present moment because I was focused, hyper-focused around how I wasn't there. And so it's even worse. It's like, I wasn't there, but I wasn't here either. And so I did choose to not go to that event for specific reasons, but me focusing on FOMO and feeling like crap because I'm not there is actually taking away from me being able to focus on doing what is important for me to do right now as a person, um, as a business owner, as a creator. And so that is the tricky thing. I shared that with a friend yesterday and she had an aha moment. And I hope you do too, because that was one for me. It's like, oh yeah, by thinking about that, I'm not even able to live my life here. And so what is the point? 
you can't go back and change your mind. I can't magically teleport to Croatia and be there right now. I made my decision. I am here. So focus on being here. The power of presence is so important. Now that we've talked about FOMO, what it is, how it can show up and how we can start to spiral and how it actually robs us of the present moment, hopefully you are ready to shift into getting out of FOMO. So here are six questions that you can ask yourself when FOMO strikes to help you squash it and leave it behind so that you can focus on the present and live and have fun. Question number one, and if you haven't already done so, make sure that you have a journal and a pen or use the notes in your phone if you're listening to this on the go. It really makes a difference to take the time to write and get these things out of our minds. And I'm actually going to do an episode on that because there's research around that as well. And so here's question number one, how am I feeling right now? Now, this might seem overly simple. You might be like, Leanne, I'm feeling like crap. I'm, I'm not feeling good. I'm feeling, you know, anxious. I'm feeling whatever it is, but I want you to truly take a moment. You can even write this question down so that you can reference and refer back to this. How am I feeling right now? When we take the time to sit and be present with our emotions, the simple act of identifying them actually starts to reduce the power that we give them. And so name your emotions. It could be anxious. It could feel, you could feel guilt. Maybe you feel shame or maybe you feel embarrassed. Maybe you feel sad. Maybe you feel unworthy or not enough. Or maybe you're just like, damn, I just, you know, it's like if that, if it's that feeling like, I just wish I was there try to figure out like why why do you why do you wish you were there so that's question number 1 question number 2 why am i feeling like this why am i feeling like this again it might seem like a silly question to ask but the more curious we can get about our emotional experience and what's truly coming up for us the more equipped we are to be able to move forward let's take guilt Maybe you're feeling guilty because you didn't go to that thing that was really important to your friend. And so you can say like, well, I'm feeling guilty because a part of me feels like I let my friend down. And that might be true. That might not be true. You don't know. That's your perception. Um, But it's important to start to peel back the layers. Or maybe like me, I was starting to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm not good enough. Am I not Am I not smart enough? Am I not successful enough to go to these things anymore? I realize this question might be tricky. I feel like we're not used to asking ourselves questions that are simple like this, but also kind of difficult at the same time. So trust whatever comes out, even if it's not totally aligned with the question. Okay, on to question three. Now, this applies to you if you said no to something. And then now you're seeing it and you're like, oh my gosh, why did I say no to this? So this is the experience that I've been in. So if you didn't say no to something, then this question isn't for you and we can skip to the next question. But question three, why did I say no to going to this event? I think that we have really good reasons for doing things, but we can get caught up and lost in the moment and forget the reasons why we decided something. And so Take some time and remind yourself, why did you decide not to go? Why was this a no for you? 
This is going to help you start to reconnect with what's important to you right now in your life. Because I truly believe we all go through seasons and with these seasons come different values, goals, decisions, energy levels, financial levels. You know, this is life. Things ebb and flow. Now on to number four. I want you to make a list of the people, of the goals, of the values, of the hobbies, of the things that are important to you in your life right now. What are you focused on creating in your life right now? And so this was a crucial step for me. Step three and step four really, really helped me because when I started writing in step three, I was like, oh yeah, I had actually really good valid reasons why I decided not to go. And it helped remove me from the emotional state of feeling like I was missing out and unworthiness and every, and like kind of, it was almost like the panic, like, oh, I've got to do something. I've got to, like, it was this weird, almost scarcity feeling that I had. And so that really helped me. And then number four, just taking the time again to write out because something happens when we see it on paper, we see it in front of us instead of just swirling in our head. Um, oh yeah, this is what's important to me right now. This is where I'm focusing my time, my energy, my finances. These are the relationships that I'm focused on building in my life right now. That was an important step for me. And I hope that this step really helps you too. All right, on to number five, and this builds on number four. I want you to make a list of the things, the places, the events, the people, the investments that are aligned with your goals, with your values um, right now. You know, I think that it can be really, really helpful to have these lists pre-made so that we can check them when we're emotional or when we need reminders or when we're making decisions, because oftentimes we can make decisions out of emotional places and we forget a lot of the grounded facts or the things that are actually there and that are important to us because we can get caught up in the moment and make these decisions in the moment. And so make this list and take time to read it. And my hope is that when you're reading this, even if it doesn't necessarily solve everything in this moment for you, hopefully it acts as a good roadmap as you move forward in making decisions and what to say yes to and what to say no to. And then when you are hit with that FOMO, you can pull it out and be like, oh yeah, that actually doesn't align with this. And do you know what? Worst case scenario, it totally does align. And you're like, no, I really wish I was at that event. Take note of it for next time. Take note, put that on your list of things that are aligned, of things that are important to you. And then you can start to take action steps to figure out how you can incorporate that into your life. On to step number six. I want you to just take a deep breath and just exhale and relax. And just know that everything is going to be okay. Life is going to go on. You will get through this. Everything that you are learning about yourself is going to help you to make better decisions for yourself that are aligned in the future. And remember, the more you focus on what you are not doing or what you don't have or that cool thing you're not at, the more you take away from your present moment. And you have no idea. You're, something absolutely incredible and miraculous could happen at any given moment. And so 
Here's to living in the present moment, and here's to living an aligned life. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I look forward to seeing you next week in the Glojo.